You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I am your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter for amazing Cubs takes at Joe Kilgallen. A little comedy in there, too. Also, give this podcast a follow. That's simply at Lockdown Cubs. I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. I hope you didn't blow up anything too serious. Hope you have all your fingers still. I hope you had some 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 hot dogs, some cheeseburgers. Uh, what else do people grill? Some brats? Some Polish? Right? I like to celebrate my favorite American holiday by having a Polish, drinking German beer, and waving my flag that was probably made in China while I root for my favorite Dominican baseball players. <laughs> I'm having fun with you, of course. And, and that's what you got to try to do, right? We need to try to have fun wherever we can right now as Cubs fans because it's, um, it's, it's been bad. That's the understatement of the year. The Cubs have now lost nine games in a row, and I'm going to recap the series that was talk about what the problems have really been and um, try to end with some glimmer of optimism with a little bit of what you could do to entertain yourself the rest of this baseball season, what to watch for, what to look for, because there's going to be some sad realities that we're going to have to deal with as Cubs fans. There's just no way around that. Uh, that's that's It's going to happen sooner rather than later. But this episode is brought to you by Lockdown MLB Prospects. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, and Cubs fans, that is the direction we're looking at right now. Lockdown MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice, Aram Layton is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. So follow Lockdown MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, the Cubs have just been swept by the Reds after getting swept by the Brewers after losing three out of four to the Dodgers. Since the Chicago Cubs no-hit the Los Angeles Dodgers, that's right. It was a combined no-hitter. Remember that? Remember how good we were feeling? Combined no-hitter on a Thursday evening to start off this 10-game road trip. And it made you think, all right, all right, great start. Can't have a better start than a no-hitter. They won four zip. They beat Walker Bueller, one of the best pitchers in the National League. And you're thinking, all right, nice. Then we go on to lose nine in a row. I What? I don't understand. It's... One of the craziest turns I've ever seen. And I had warned and I was worried that the injuries would catch up eventually. And I thought that's what was happening around mid-June when we first started to play pretty ugly baseball. And then, you know, a little glimmer of hope. But then it really, really knocked us on our butts. I just couldn't believe it. I thought by chance you'd win a few games here or there. But to lose nine in a row, granted, you know, Rizzo missed the Brewers series. KB was a little banged up in that series. So we haven't been 100% healthy in a long time. Not an excuse. I'm not making excuses, but it is a reason to address a problem. You really have to figure out all the variables in the equation. A little math for you right there. Right now, our eight and a half games back of the Milwaukee Brewers. You know what's crazy, too? The day we had that no-hitter, we were tied for first place. Tied. For first place in NL Central, nine games, nine losses later, we are eight and a half games back. And it's it's depressing. It really is. It's a sad thing. The pitching over the week, and let's talk about this most recent series against the Cincinnati Reds. Down in Cincy at the Great American Ballpark. Looks like a pretty sight. Also, check out the last podcast if you haven't. Friday's podcast, I had comedian Josh Sneed on. 
Josh is a huge Reds fan, a hilarious comic, and we did a lot of uh, exchanging of some really cool baseball stories. It was an episode that I thought was needed to kind of take our minds off of the skid, hoping to uh, get some good juju going our way, right? Kind of got to change the momentum every now and then. You can't do the same thing all the time. So check that out because some of the stories, I think you all get a kick out of if you haven't listened yet. All right. The the series starts off Friday, right? Alec Mills. You're hoping, you know, we we don't really know what we've been getting out of Alec Mills. I kind of feel bad for him. He's been yo-yoing around a little bit. Now, Alec Mills did throw a no-hitter in September of 2020 against the Brewers. And overall, he was not very good in 2020. He did an ERA over five. Uh, he was a guy that you're like, all right, he gave us some innings out of the five spot in the rotation. You know, when Chatwood went down and when Quintana went down, it was like, all right, he he was he had some starts where he showed flashes. You're like, okay, you know, maybe he got something there. They start him this year as kind of a swing man, a guy who's going to give you a spot start here or there, pitch well to the bullpen. I feel overall he's done pretty decent in that job. That's a tough task for for a pitcher, you know. Uh, he showed signs, though, Mills, toward the end of last season, you know, not just with the no-hitter, but overall where you're like, all right, maybe there is something there, but they decided to not use him in that role. Jed Hoyer did say before the season started that they were going to need a lot of innings out of a lot of starters, and they kind of went, you know, we all know that they weren't going to spend once they traded you. And the thing that kills me the most was I think – Ownership said to Jed Hoyer, I know I'm getting a little bit off the topic of the weekend recap, everyone. We we lost. There's your recap. But I do, I do need to talk about this. I believe ownership, Tom Ricketts said to Jed, we need payroll even lower. I'm sure Jed was like, well, we're already at like $175 million. That's considerably, it's $30 million less than last year. It's like even lower. The pan, We didn't sell any tickets and all the money and all the renovation projects go lower. So then he's like, all right. <sighs> You know, I can't get any value for this guy or this guy or this guy. No one's taking Jason Hayward. All right, I'll see what I could do with uh, with with you, Darvish. All right, we'll, we'll trade you. He's got the most value right now. But the problem is, all over baseball, there are a lot of teams that aren't competing. The teams that could typically afford to add a three-year, $60 million contract, he's only getting $20 million a year. That's a steal, by the way, for the production you're getting out of you, Darvish, both last year and this year. They were kind of locked up. I'm sure Jed called up the Yankees going, hey, what do you guys got? Huh? And, and the Cubs might have been like, ah, we don't really love their farm system right now. And the Yankees are like, well, we also don't want to add 20 more million dollars. We're already about 50 million over the luxury tax. We can't go any further. All right. All right. Well, the Dodgers are, they're talking with Trevor Bauer and who really wants to help them? I, I don't know if, if we're going to deal with the Dodgers. Who else is out there? Well, we're not going to talk to the Cardinals. That's for sure. Don't want to help them out. Uh, the Brewers, no, I don't think they can afford this anyway. They're, they're bargain bin shopping too. All right, who we got? The Anaheim Angels? All right, let's talk to Anaheim. Mm, really love their farm system. Also, they're worried about contract stuff coming up with some people. All right, well, what are the Giants? What do you guys think? I think they asked. I think they went around. They said San Diego. They want another starter. They've got the money to add him, and they've got a lot of prospects. Now, I'm sure the Cubs went high at first, and San Diego was like, no. Because San Diego is like, we know you've called like 25 other teams. We know you're trying to move this guy, but what's it going to be? So they got Zach Davies thinking, all right, we'll get Zach Davies because we're going to need innings. Like Jed said, we're going to need a lot of arms. We're going to need a lot of pitchers because the 2021 season, I'm sure, is going to have a lot of injuries because 2020 was so short. Guys aren't stretched out. All right, we'll take Zach Davies back. And then we want four prospects. Now, the Cubs went down to the 18-year-olds, and a lot of people were angry about that. We got a bunch of high school kids, which is weird because high school kids end up being really good. When we traded Glabar Torres for Aroldis Chapman, that was an – 
Torres was an 18 year old and he's actually terrible now, but he was really good for the Yankees for like a couple years there. What a year and a half, two years. So just because they're young doesn't mean they can't pan out. I think they kind of went with one of those like quantity over quality. They may be instead of getting the four teenagers who are a lot, a few of them were international draftees. Now we have to remind ourselves there was no 2020 minor league system. So there weren't games. So a lot of the scouting was probably weird. Now the Cubs before the 2020 season hired Dan, what's his last name? It's hard to remember sometimes. Krantrovich or something like that. I apologize, Dan. He's not listening. Anyhow, uh, to be like one of their scouting. He was with the A's. This guy's highly touted. He was with St. Louis before. He's with two organizations that are just known for, for kicking butt in the scouting department, right? We bring him over. I think he knew these guys. I think when he was with Oakland, at least one of the stories I heard was when he was in Oakland, he wanted to sign a couple of them, but San Diego just stole them. So he kind of was like, I like these guys. I trust that dude. I think the four prospects we got so far in their, their Arizona league they're playing in right now, they're killing it. I think the future is bright for them. But again, they're ways away. They're 18. They're a good four seasons away, probably. Three if they're really on a, a good trajectory. Correct? All right. Now, I mention all this because then, then, after some backlash from fans, after the convention did not sell out, that's right, the Cubs convention didn't sell out. Um, actually, there was no Cubs convention. What am I saying? Uh, which is a good thing, probably. But I was going to say that they had, like, initially, when they first started announcing, like, minimum capacity stuff, there wasn't the buzz that there once was. I don't know if you guys are aware of this still. Now, the Cubs have started a homestand tonight against Philly, so who knows if that changes. But so far, since it's been 100% capacity, not one game has hit 40,000. We have not sold out one game. They've been around 34,000, 35,000. I mention that because I think the blowback from the U Darvis trade is why they said, all right, go get, get a couple names. Jack Peterson, he's cheap. He's a name. He had a great playoff run with LA, and he did. Jack Peterson hit 390 in the playoffs in 2020 for the Dodgers. He was fantastic. Then it's like, all right, well, we need another starter, Arietta. That could kind of make up for John Lester. Let's let's do that. Maybe that'll get them off my back. I think that's what it was. Those were the marching orders that Jed Hoyer got. So I'm always a little bit reluctant to just go straight after Jed Hoyer when it comes to all of this. Now, I was starting off this by recapping what had happened. Uh, it was more about Alec Mills and his position with the team. But Alec Mills pitched fantastic on Friday. Albert Alzale pitched fantastic on Saturday. He gave up three earned in seven innings. And today, Kyle Hendricks was great. We lost all these games by one run. One run. That was it. And the starters, not one starter. I mean, three earned was the most given up by Adbert. And that was seven innings, seven strong innings, three runs. You take that every time from one of your starters. The offense just isn't there right now. And it hasn't been for the whole month of June and now leaking into July. Here we are, July 5th right now. And this offense is still MIA. It's disturbing, but it's also become expected. Nico Horner is now back. You know, first game back, even first week back, you can't expect too much. There's going to be some rust, even with him getting at bats at AAA Iowa. Don't want to put too much pressure on Nico. Having his bat back in the lineup helps because it's going to diversify the lineup. I've been saying this over and over again, and I cannot emphasize this enough. You can't have eight guys who bat the same way. And when Nico and Duffy went down, that's what happened. You had strikeout guy, strikeout guy, strikeout guy. Now, Anthony Rizzo is not a strikeout guy. He's like the lone guy. And Jason Hayward really isn't either, but he might as well be if you're grounding out to second base every trip up. It's really annoying. It's an annoying thing. It's something that's really going to frustrate us Cubs fans. And I'm going to break all that down and more. Trust me, because I'm not even close to being done ranting with you. 
Built Bar, everybody. Good news. There's a new flavor, and Built Bar has some of the best flavors. I'll go over them again real quick because they're amazing. I got a, fra- I got a favorite. It's, it's easily the mint brownie. But they also have raspberry. They've got coconut. They've got double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream. That's one of the new flavors. And German chocolate. So available this week only, July 6th through 9th. Get the new Built Bar flavor. Check this one out. Grasshopper cookie. What does that taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. Think the Girl Scout cookie, right? But without all the sugar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and like I said, without all the sugar, because this only has five grams of sugar. Unbelievable, right? That's what Built Bar specializes in, gets you going. It's healthy, but it's not packed with sugar so that you crash at 2.30 and you're exhausted, and all of a sudden you want to have an energy drink and you're falling asleep on the train. That's not what Built Bar does. It gives you that Delicious taste, nutrition throughout the day. So here you, here's what you want to do. You want to go to BuiltBar.com, right? Use promo code Locked On. You'll get 15% off. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. So, okay. All right, Cubs fans. I'm a, I took a, a second there to, to gather myself a little bit. Uh, we're angry. We are so angry because... You had a season like 2020 where you only got 60 games of baseball. We've all had to deal with so many hardships and everyone's had their thing over the last, you know, 15 months or so. It's been rough. It's been rough, right? So the Cubs are our escape. And we have now grown to a certain standard of Cubs baseball, right? And I know there's some Theo haters out there who I still, when I come across Theo haters, it blows my mind sometimes. Does he make you feel stupid? Is that why I don't like Theo Epstein? I don't understand it. You could have problems with some moves here or there. Of course, you'll never find a a president of baseball operations or a general manager of any team in any sport that you're 100% lockstep in. You know what I mean? That you're 100% I agree with every move they've made. That's just not the case. You'll never find that. You just won't. And to get mad at one of the best in the business for some stuff that I feel was a little beyond him toward the end there, those last few years, what could he have really done? There's no, there's no coin and your ownership's running around going, well, we're broke, we're broke, we're broke. And then you say to a team, Hey, do you want to make a trade with me? They go, Oh, you, the broke team. I'll make a trade with you here. Here's some, here's some coins for your vending machine. I'll take them. Well, that's not fair. Well, too bad. Your guy, your owner just told me that you guys don't have money, which means you're desperate, which means I'm not giving you what you want because you need me more than I need you. That's how it works. It's a shrewd game, kids. Shrewd. Shrewd is spelled S-H-R-E-W-D. Shrewd. And I, so I don't get it when people don't like Theo Epstein. But then those same people are so quick to be like, the Cubs need a full-on rebuild, just like in 2012, just like the plan of the guy you apparently don't like. Like, it's baffling to me that that's the case for so many people sometimes. But Theo Epstein raised... This, the baseball standard of living for us Cubs fans. We, and we don't want to go back. Have you guys ever read a book called Flowers for Algernon? It's a book I read, I believe, in high school or maybe eighth grade or something like that. It's about someone who's not intelligent, very low IQ, a sweet person. And then they take these pills as an, part of an experiment to see if the pills will make you smarter. And they worked. They made him incredibly smart. He learned like eight languages and was just a genius of epic proportion. But then the pills wore off, you know, and then he went back to not being smart. And it was like sad. It's like you don't want to go back to something, right? Like that was the way it is. And that's how we feel as Cubs fans. We've been to the mountaintop. We don't want to go back to being basement dwellers. Unless you got a pretty cool basement. That's that's fun then. But you don't want we don't want to be looking up at the Reds. And, and the Brewers and the Cardinals. I think the Pirates will still be beneath us. But we don't want that. We don't deserve that. 
We pay the highest ticket prices in baseball. Beers are 12 bucks now. We've supported this team through thick and thin more than any fan base in any sport. So I understand that things need to change. When I say all this, I'm not saying extend this whole team right now. I'm not. I strongly don't even want that. And to be honest, some of the players might not want that. Some of the players might not. Think about it. If you're Anthony Rizzo right now, and I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago, you did everything right for this organization. Everything, right? You, were, you gave him a team-friendly deal in the beginning of the rebuild for flexibility for ownership because you believed in the team. You loved the team. You loved the city. That's what you did. Having confidence in yourself that you'd get paid later or rewarded at least later. You had monster years in 2015, 2016, 2017, even through 2019. Look at his offensive production. Anthony Rizzo was fantastic in 2019. OPS above 900. Gold gloves. And you cannot ask for a better representation for your ball club than Anthony Rizzo. Visiting sick children on days off. Like, raises he's raised $10 million for cancer. More than that, probably. A wonderful humanitarian. A wonderful teammate. Again, has done everything right. You couldn't ask for more. He even gave you, Tom Ricketts, the last out, the ball he shoved in his pocket after he caught that high throw from Chris Bryant to seal the World Series victory for the Chicago Cubs, ending a 108-year drought. And when they interviewed him, the first thing he said is, Cubs fans, it happened. He knew. He knew the weight of it all, more than anyone else on that team at that point. Did everything. He gave you the ball. Then, spring training of his final season, he says, let's talk an extension. You know I want to be here long term. They go, all right, here's $14 million a year, which I know some people looking at it right now go, he's probably worth $14 million a year. At the time, he wasn't, though. At the time, he was not. He's making $16.5 million this season. So you offer him an extension of less. That's a pay cut. I don't Anybody, I know it's millions and millions, but it doesn't matter. It's what it represents. Anybody would be insulted by a pay cut. That's simple. And he basically said, all right, I'm not going to negotiate then in, in season. I want to focus on the season when the season starts. And I think it did affect his play. And I think it might have affected everyone's play. I think that's why they got to such a slow start in the beginning. Because that was like the closing few days of spring training. Think about it. You're Wilson Contreras. You have two years left. Anthony has one. And you're thinking, do I want, what are they going to offer me? This guy's been the poster boy. What are they going to offer me? They're going to lowball me too? That's insulting. We're champions for this town. You know, that's what they're thinking. So I know all these Cubs fans are like, extend this guy, extend that guy, extend that guy. What if they all go, no. We see our buddy Schwarber in D.C. crushing it, player of the month. Although sad news, everyone, Kyle Schwarber did hurt his hamstring and looks like he might be missing some significant time, which is a real bummer because he was on pace for about 50 home runs. Uh, But you never know. I mean, I'm sure they love Chicago. I know they love the Wrigley Field faithful, but it's just something to think about. So when I bring up how we deserve more and all that stuff, and yes, of course, things do need to change. I'm not saying necessarily bring back this team. I don't want us to bring back this team. I think they need to go in a different direction for a few of these guys. I think Rizzo should come back because there's clearly no replacement first base and he's absolutely earned it. He wants to be here. I think once you give him a good three or four year contract, I know there was talks of five years before the season, but things have changed. But if you give him a four year deal at around what he's making now, 16, 17, go a little bit above him, a little raise. Come on. He's earned it. Uh, I think he'd sign that on the dotted line. And I think it would relax him. And then I think he'd play nice for the next few years. Oh, but what about his bad back, Joe? Ah, the DH is coming. Okay. Also, the back didn't even put him on the IL. He missed three or four games with it. He's played at least 140 games 
every season since 2014. 150 games plus since 2015. At the end of 2014, he missed some games. But he's not gone on the IL or missed significant, significant time. Well, I'm talking more than 10 to 12 games since 2014. So everyone talks about the back issue. But again, if you're if, if we sign him for four-year extension and he only misses 10 games a year, fine. That's a good deal. It's a good deal. Chris Bryant, I still want to uh, retain because I wanted to wait until the third segment to get into what the, I think the Cubs should do. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention a little bit right now. Chris Bryant's someone who I think needs to be brought back. Javi Baez, sadly, I think it's, uh, it's run its course with Javi. I'll always love Javi. Javi's a forever Cub. Some of these guys, like John Lester, Javi Baez, Schwarber, they're guys who will, Dexter Fowler, if you're part of that 2016 team, you get free drinks in this town for life. You are a forever Cub. That's how I look at it. Unless you do some horrible stuff like you're a criminal and then it's like, okay, we got to revoke your membership. But you are, you're part of the family for all times. So I look at, I just, but the way his, his approach has been at the play, he's not getting any better. This team needs diversity as far as lineup construction goes. They need some more high contact bats. You know, they could take the money that he would want, reallocate that towards some other stuff. You know, Chris Bryant could then go be, I'll, I'll actually, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm teasing you guys. I'm going to get to, because this is what we need to start talking about now. Because we have now have to come to face the fact that with eight and a half games back, the season, it's not going to happen. I imagine very soon, within the next few weeks, some trades are going to start to happen. Kimbrell's name, you're going to see it in rumors a lot. Andrew Chafin's name. And the, the sad thing is both those guys we have options on, which makes them better trade candidates, but it also makes it where it's like, it's a bummer we can't keep them. Uh, I, I just, it's, it's sad that it went this way. But I do have a message for fans out there who believe this team isn't trying. You're out of your mind. You are. Out. We saw Wilson Contreras, well, stupidly get thrown out trying to extend a single to a double today. He did it yesterday, though, was successful. That shows they're trying. Of course they're trying. They're playing for their next contract. You know what I mean? And as, as annoyed as they might be with the organization's direction, with you know everything that happened in the offseason, they're, they're still professional athletes who want that next big payday. But the problem with baseball... It's not even a problem. It's one of the things that makes baseball special is if you try too hard, you think too much, it makes you worse. You know, there's not a lack of effort you could say there was a lack of effort when Javi forgot how many outs there were. There's like a focus, but trust me, they are up there grinding out at bed. They're just not good right now. They're struggling. They're trying too hard is the problem. When you try too hard, you swing at dumb pitches. You try to make too much happen. Joe Madden was good at settling them down, but even he couldn't do that the last couple of seasons. So it's, and I, I'm not going to, I think David Ross has done a fine job with what he's got. A lot of people get angry about this and that with him. And I'm like, what, what's he going to do? Really? You think he, that one little thing here, there's this magic potion. It's not, it's just, it's, it's not. And sometimes it's just not in the cards, but I still, I warn against this idea of a rebuild. Cause I just think it's a mistake when you have all this payroll freed up. Why hurt your franchise? Uh, for a risk it is it's an unnecessary risk to take there's a risk in a rebuild there's a risk in spending but spending is actually more controlled this isn't the cubs coming off the 2011 season when theo first came in theo first came in and looked at the organization and was like wow we have they had scouts who didn't even have cell phones or didn't have email the cubs were he took over the team in t- late yeah, they hired him what december or november of 2011 so 2012 was his first season we were in a different century than the rest of baseball. So when he did a whole bottom-up rebuild in every facet, 
whether it was our spring training complex, redid those, redid the locker rooms, redid the approach to everything, training sites in the Dominican Republic, everything had to be rebuilt. That was a true rebuild. But we also had leftover contracts of guys like Marlon Bird and and who Matt Garza and Alfonso Soriano. We had those guys still lingering around. So they had they had to move those people. This upcoming season, 2022, completely different. We have a strong infrastructure to develop uh, major league hitters. We also don't have all these contracts weighing us down. There is zero reason, excuse, whatever you want to call it, to not spend in 2022. Bet online, everybody. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Big McGregor Poirier fight coming up this weekend. Who's pumped? Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on that action. Let's go. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's big. 50%. Are you kidding? Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right. So I was a little, uh, I wasn't too cheery uh, through most of this podcast. I was probably bumming some of you out. I was probably making some of you sad and I don't want that. You know, sometimes people say I'm too positive, face reality. You got to just, just admit it. This team's going nowhere and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm a realist as well. I'm, I'm not just some Homer. I try to believe as, as much as I can and, and have hope where it's like, you know, in the middle of June when we were struggling a little bit, I was like, we're still in first place. And I was right to think that we throw a no hitter. We lose nine in a row. Yes, of course. I'm, I'm watching the games. It's safe to say that a new direction needs to be taken. There's no other way around that. But again, I don't want to be all doom and gloom because baseball is supposed to be fun, right? We're supposed to have a good time with this. And we still have a lot of summer left. We want to enjoy the weather. You know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm not going to follow every game. I want to enjoy myself. But hey, we're real fans, aren't we? What do we say about fans who only watch or listen on the radio when the team's good? They're fair weather fans. You don't want to be one of those. Okay. Now, I understand there's frustration. I'm not telling you to spend your hard-earned money on the games, but you still want to follow. You still got to follow. So here's what we could follow. Here's where... I'm going to try to make us feel a little bit like, okay, this is, this will be something fun to do after the players leave, leave. I make it seem like after they go to bed, after there's some trades made come, you know, later this month and beginning of August, mostly we'll be able to look at certain things. And I want the Cubs to have Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson in the rotation. I want them to get stretched out. Okay. So I'm thinking before, like, Right around the all-star break, send them down to the minors, let them get some innings in there a little bit to, you know, work up the arm strength. And then after Zach Davies is traded, which I believe will happen and again, you're not gonna get much, but I think he'll be traded. And after Jake Arietta is probably demoted from the rotation, unless they're really going, Hey, let's really get a top draft pick. Let's go. Let's really bottom out. Then they'll keep letting him pitch. It's sad. Cause again, I still love Jake. Then you, then you put in Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson. See what you got. Because who knows if they dominate the last two months. Now you're thinking, all right, we're even closer than we thought. I'd still like us to go get a big arm in the offseason. Maybe a Marcus Stroman. I like his game. I would even go Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer probably only wants two years at his age. But and by the way, when I say at his age, it sounds like I'm being like, oh, he's old. He is, though. In baseball terms, he's 37, but he's still dominating. 
He's still throwing 95, 96. As long as that velocity stays up, I'd be happy to sign him to a couple year deal. Cause I'm sure he's probably like, I don't want one year. Give me two. You know what I mean? One year deal. You can't really breathe, but he's done all he could do in Washington. The Cubs come in, go, Hey, here's two or two years with an option for a third year. I think a two year deal is something you never truly regret. I know when the Cubs were penny pitching and not making any signings, everyone was like, Oh, it's because of that guy. And I remember being like, we're the Chicago Cubs. We're supposed to be this gigantic market. And you're telling me Brandon Morrow's two-year contract is what's holding us back. So literally signed him to a two-year deal. He made $9 million a year. That's that's what really broke the bank. Come on. That's not what it is. That's that's garbage. I won't, I won't, st- I won't stand for it. So we look for that. Then what else you could do as a fan that can make it fun is you root for individual goals, right? You root for, hey, maybe Bryant, if he's still on the team, could hit that 30 home run mark. Maybe Wilson Contreras could get up to 25 home runs, set a new career high. That's what you start to look for. And I know it sounds like, okay, you're rooting for selfish baseball, but at that point, what else could you do? You got to root for some fun stuff here or there. Kyle Hendricks, he should have 11 wins, but he's got 10 wins right now. He's never won 20. Most he's ever won was 16. Maybe you root for that. Maybe, you, you know, little things like that just to try to keep it interesting. And then you pay attention to what's happening at the AAA level. And you do what I do. You go to MLBTradeRumors.com. They have the list of 2021-2022 free agent list. And you can look at it and you go, hmm, how much would he cost? All right, let's say our budget's $50 million for new players. If we get him at 5 get this guy at 15 get that guy at 20 All right, all right, now we're cooking. Now we got a team. That's what you do. You have some fun. You try to be George Costanza and Seinfeld, and you try to get Bonds and Griffey in the same outfield. That's what you have to do. You have to try to have some fun with it. Oh, side note, the Brewers just made a trade. That makes sense. The Brewers acquire Kevin Kramer from the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a utility guy. They gave up left-hander Nathan Kirby. Great video game. Never heard of Nathan Kirby. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk a little bit more about him if he's worth it. Kramer, 43 games, a big league experience. Kind of a young guy. But uh, I remember they had Kramer and Newman on Pittsburgh. I always thought that was kind of fun. A lot of Seinfeld references for you at the end of this podcast. All right, Cubs fans. Hopefully brighter days to come. I hope whatever games you have tickets to the rest of this summer that brings you joy, you get some happiness. All week long, I will be breaking down the games for you. We'll be digging into some more stuff. Maybe I'll analyze uh, some more statistics. I'll go over the free agency. Maybe each day this week, we'll pick uh, apart like some needs. We need some pitching. I'll I'll dig deep. I'll I'll break into tiers. Here's your top tier. Here's your mid tier. Here's your your DVD box by Walgreens that it's all they're all like two dollar DVDs. And you're like, there's a Caddyshack three. Oh my god! Like you know what I mean? That's what that's the bargain bin. We'll we'll go through all that. We'll have some fun with it. We love our Cubs, and I love all of you for listening to the podcast. As always, I'm Joe Kilgallen. Go Cubs! Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.